0: In this Sound Theology Bite, we want to talk about temptation and sin. Specifically, we want to explain why it's important, vital even, to distinguish between temptation and sin. In fact, so important is this distinction that we will have a hard time making progress in our Christian life and our growth in Christ's likeness and our growth in holiness if we don't make this important distinction. Well, let's define sin. What is sin? Well, I'm going to actually quote from a couple of theologians who I think get it exactly right because they define sin comprehensively. And so one theologian defines sin like this. Sin is any lack of conformity to God's will and attitude, thought, or action, whether committed actively or passively. So notice what he is saying. He's saying that this is comprehensive. It's any lack of conformity to God's will. That's God's will of desire stated in Scripture as he's laid out his desires and commandments for his image bearers. And this sin can happen in any component of our personhood. It can happen in attitude that includes our affections, our desires. so you can sin with your affections and your desires. You can sin in your thoughts and your your mind thinking the wrong things or uh, failing to think the right things and or it can happen in our actions and he in in what we do and this theologian also says that they can be committed actively or passively, so we can do the wrong thing actively or fail to do the right thing by being. Passive. And then another theologian defines sin as, quote, any feeling or thought or speech or action that comes from a heart that does not treasure God over all things. So, this definition taking it deep inside of who we are, saying that the root of sin is our desires and a heart that doesn't treasure God. If you think about the two greatest commandments love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. In order to not sin in fulfilling those commandments, you have to fulfill those commandments perfectly. That is, with every fiber of your being, every moment of the day, you must love God and love your neighbor. And you might be discouraged to hear that because you realize that you fall woefully short of that. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing to recognize How lofty this definition of sin is, how weighty it is. Because if you don't get sin right, if you don't define it right, then you won't define grace right. You won't define salvation right. In fact, that might be a a topic for another sound theology bite. But this is what sin is it's comprehensive, it's any lack of conformity to God's will and attitude, thought, or action, whether committed actively or passively. It is any feeling or thought or speech or action that comes from a heart that does not treasure God. Uh, over all things, well, what is temptation it's distinct from sin, and you can understand temptation this way. Temptation is being enticed internally by your own desires or externally by another person, human or spiritual, to indulge in or yield to sin, according to James one thirteen through fifteen Temptation is always though not exclusively internal. What that means is that the heart, namely our desires is always involved in temptation, even if the source of temptation is outside of us. So that is what temptation is. It is not sin per se. It is a uh, the yielding to sin. Let's listen to James uh, talk about sin and temptation. He writes in James 1, 13-15, "...let no one say, when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire." Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Let's consider a few things in this passage. The first, thing, the first important thing is to recognize that God cannot be the source of temptation. God is perfect in his essence. In his essence is no sin whatsoever, no evil. His essence is pure goodness, pure holiness. First John 1 John 1.5 says that only God is, only consists of light. There's no darkness in him. That's just simply a way of saying that only goodness, only light, only holiness flows from God's essence. Sin does not, and therefore God cannot tempt you with sin. And it's blasphemy to suggest that he can. Number two is that temptation and sin are distinguished. Temptation occurs when one is, quote, lured and enticed by his own desires. And temptation gives birth to sin, but it is not sin per se. And then finally, the primary cause of temptation is one's own desires, namely our heart, our affections. It comes from what we long for. That's that's where the, the temptation begins to arise, according to James. Well, there's another important passage in the New Testament that talks about temptation and sin, and it's Hebrews 4.15. And I love this verse for a lot of reasons. I love it because it talks about how Jesus sympathizes with us because he was tempted, uh, like we are tempted, so he can come alongside us and, and hold us up and encourage us. But it's also uh, a text that I love because it clearly distinguishes between temptation and sin, showing us that they cannot be the same thing. And the reason we know that is because of what it says here. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So in the 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 person of the Son, as he is incarnate as the, the incarnate Son of God, Jesus Christ, he uh, is tempted in his humanity, yet never sins. Meaning that it's possible to, to be tempted and yet to, to not sin. So here's a clear distinction between these two things. Jesus was tempted yet without sin. So it is possible to be tempted and yet not yield to sin. Now, why is it important to make this distinction? Well, consider it for a moment in your own life. You're struggling with a temptation, and if you're not convinced that that temptation is not yet sin, then you will be discouraged from fighting against it. You may think that you're just continually sinning and and that the very very, uh, existence of temptation in your own life is an indication that you couldn't possibly be a Christian. But if you recognize that temptation is not yet sin, and it's not sinful to be tempted, like in the case of Jesus, he was tempted yet without sin— and then you start to consider the resources that God has given you in Christ with the Holy Spirit, with a new nature to fight against temptation and that he's actually given you ability to not yield to that temptation, it is possible as a believer to not yield to temptation and not give in to sin. When, when you're confident of that, the distinction between sin and temptation, then you can fight sin and remain assured of your right standing with God. But if you think that temptation is sin and that every temptation is sin that's going to serve as evidence to you that you're probably not even a believer. and you'll be, you'll lack assurance that you are even saved because you are so overcome with temptation. So we need to make sure that we keep this distinction between temptation and sin. It's possible to, to be a believer, to be regenerate, to be born again, to know the Lord, yet be tempted. It's also possible to be tempted and yet not yield to that sin because of the resources that God has given us. And the more we are able to do that, the more our our assurance will deepen. But if we are thinking that every temptation is in fact sin and all we're doing is sinning, then we are going to lack the confidence that we are actually even saved. And this will be devastating for our walk with the Lord and any progress we might make in the Christian life. So it's important for us to distinguish between temptation and sin and we need to make sure that we are constantly doing this and reminding ourselves it probably will be one of satan's strategies to convince us that we are uh, that these two things are the same and that will be devastating as we've mentioned well how do we overcome temptation i want to save this for another sound theology bite well we'll go through a an important set of Uh, strategies in order to overcome temptation. And the reason why we can even talk like that is because sin and temptation are different. Because we are believers, because we've been born again by the Spirit and given the Holy Spirit, it is now possible to overcome temptation. You don't have to yield to every stirring of temptation in your heart. You can overcome it by the power of the Spirit and these biblical strategies that God has given us In his word. So the the important thing that we are taking away from this is that sin and temptation are distinct. And in order to make progress in our Christian life, in our sanctification, in our growth in Christ's likeness, we must keep these distinct.